there. Welcome back, everybody, to the Taking Care of Business podcast. I am your humble host, Dan Trottencheck. And it's been a little while. We took a, 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 a couple of weeks off here, but I was talking to our producer, Kevin, and it, it, it's just such a weird cadence because we were doing these so frequently during the, the heart of COVID. And um, and and now, uh, though it certainly seems like uh, we're, we're not through the haze of COVID, at least it seems like business operations are returning to somewhat normal. And part of that somewhat normal um, that we're trying to figure out is now, and who would have thought this back in April and May when we were doing these podcasts so frequently, that we would be sitting here just about six weeks away from 2021. And now we're starting to talk about what the heck is going to happen in 2021. Um, but that's the situation we're in. And, and I think everybody's starting to uh, try and figure out what do I budget in 2021? I mean, 2020 has been such a uh, such a uh, unusual year, and for most businesses in this industry, it's been a, a very positive sales year. But is that going to continue in 2021? And, and and another one of the questions that's out there for everyone is, what are shows going to look like in 2021? It, you know, it's it's really been darn near a year since most people have gathered in public to break bread and to go to trade shows. And, and it looks like, uh, you, you know, there's certainly some question marks about what will be going on in 2021. Well, today we're going to talk to an individual that has a pretty good worldview about what's going on at trade shows. And, and our guest today is Darren Stern, and he's the Director of New Business Development for Colmesa Inc. And, and some of you out, out there might be saying, what is that? Well, you know, we've talked about this and the International Hardware Fair for, for ages. And, 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 and if you haven't read about it or know what I'm talking about, I'm going to have Darren explain it a little bit more. But I have been to this show probably seven or eight times. And, and this is one of the largest home improvement trade shows in the world. And it takes place in Cologne, Germany, and and it is truly impressive. And and and, and if you think it's a show that that's really just for Europe or or, or other countries, it, it, you really couldn't be further off. Because not only do I see a lot of Americans at the show, uh, I see a lot of Americans exhibiting at the show, American companies exhibiting at the show. And one of the unique things about this show is it really gives you a perspective on what else is out there in the world of home improvement and what trends you might be seeing kind of coming down the pipe. And, and not only are we going to talk a little bit about the International Hardware Fair, but, but I'll also ask Darren to touch a little bit on another show that takes place over there that, that is equally as interesting um, called Spoga Gaffa. And, and that is a, a, an outdoor living lawn and garden show that I've been to a, a few times myself. And, and to give you some perspective on it, um, it, it it's really unlike anything I, I'd imagine, unless you've attended it, that you've seen before. They have an entire, for, for example, they have an entire exhibit hall. So, so one of these big exhibit halls that you're used to going to at trade shows that is dedicating to nothing but barbecuing and outdoor cooking. So, I mean, if you want to see trends in areas like that, my gosh, there, there, there's hardly a better place you can go. So, so I'm going to start yapping about it or stop yapping about it and, and, and bring in our guest, Darren Stern, and, and let him start telling us a little bit about what's going on. 
um, with the show, what the outlook for 2021 is like, and kind of what he's hearing uh, around the rest of the world of what's going on with uh, the home improvement industry. Darren, welcome to the program. Thank you for such a wonderful introduction. Uh, it's uh, lovely to hear the energy. I'm excited as you are. Well, I think, uh, you, you know, I, I know you make your living in and around trade shows, and, and I am at so many trade shows every year. It has been a weird year not getting to see the people I normally see, not getting to interact with people, you know, face-to-face, and I'd imagine for you it's been that much more bizarre. It is one for the history books. Um, I'll be glad to close the chapter and move forward. I think uh, during this interesting period in time, it has made companies like ours focus on what's important about trade shows. I think it will show to buyers and the exhibiting um, and supply base the importance of face-to-face trade shows, where virtual trade shows have a place, they fill a void. The internet was supposed to take down trade shows. You know, this digital world, um, digital advertising, but there's still nothing like a handshake, putting a hammer in a hand, feeling a physical product is still irreplaceable. That's still why we go to our local retailers. You still want to go and talk to the guy in the aisle and say, how do I do this? How do I fix this in my home? And that's unfortunately irreplaceable uh, at this point in time. It just doesn't exist. So that's why we still have a very positive outlook as we come through this, I like to say moment in time, it feels like forever, but in the scope of of reality of the world, of reality of the US or the length of trade shows, this is just a short time frame. Yeah, right. And, 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 you know, like you, you and I have talked about this, you know, offline is that, is that it seems bizarre that we've gone through eight months with no shows and with, with very limited to no travel, but in the grand scheme of things, it's, it's a blip, but I also think it's kind of helped us recalibrate a little bit with people experiencing virtual shows and, and that aspect of it. I think that, that that show producers and show attendees have figured out that that yeah, there is a place for virtual and, 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 it, and it's a great augmentation in a lot of ways to a live show, but it just, just like you, a good point you made about it does not replace that live experience. Um, it, 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 uh, there are two kind of different things that, that overlap one another, but they're really two different experiences. I agree. And I think for particularly this market segment, whether you're talking home improvement, DIY, securities, locks, fittings, even industrial supply, lawn and gardens, since you mentioned our Spogagafa trade show, it's added new um, a renaissance almost to taking care of our homes, fixing yeah. our homes, worrying about are things right or improving and not just letting things go because you travel or this. It's, I think, reinvigorated, particularly the home person to do things themselves and to make these improvements. I know personally myself, we've transformed part of our homes. Right. So I think it's shown that this, this retail segment at least is very resilient and, and in high demand and high demand for new products. Well, and I, I know you're keenly aware of this, but, but um, you know, in, in our conversations with some of our colleagues overseas, th- this isn't, th- what you just described isn't a U.S. phenomenon. I mean, throughout Europe, certainly, uh, and other parts of the world, talking to, talking to colleagues in, in Australia and Japan, um, they're experiencing the same kind of thing as it relates to the pandemic. Home improvement is around the world. It is something that is really um, uh, flourishing right now. 
I, I agree. Um, and what we're seeing, we just recently had a press conference where we had a, a bunch of market data come out about Germany and what you see going on. There's a shift in how to, those stores that have been able to leverage modern commerce, being able to have e-commerce platforms, in-store pickup, live agents to support, companies that have been able to, we'll say, stay current with available technologies today have accelerated their sales. Companies that still that, are, that have difficulty transitioning to, say, the modern economy, those are the ones that need more support and, and need more training and need to find the tools so they can keep up. Yeah, absolutely. So, I mean, I think everybody on the retail side, obviously on the show side, are learning a lot, you know, about what 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 it's going to take to do business. Certainly not just during the pandemic, but post pandemic. Um, Darren, why don't you tell us a little bit? I, I mean, because I'd imagine, even though we've talked about it a lot, we've covered the shows a lot. There are certainly probably some listeners out there who aren't really familiar with the International Hardware Fair or Colin Mesa or or, or Spoga Gapa. Kind of. Put that in perspective. What are these shows? What is how is Cole Mesa kind of related to these shows, and what takes place at these shows? Great, thank you. So, Cologne Mesa is the name of the company. We are the exhibit fairgrounds in Cologne, Germany, known as Cologne Mesa. It is currently an eleven building complex, adding an additional building which will open actually after the new year, now being called One Plus. Um, but some of those buildings even have multiple floors. The facility itself would be approximately two to two and a half times the current Las Vegas Convention Center to give people a perspective and size of the physical piece of the building. Huge, huge complex. Huge complex. From our north entrance to our south entrance, we have something called Mesa Boulevard. It's a spine artery that lets you kind of bisect the fairgrounds. It is one kilometer door to door. So again, to give you a sense of time and space, that's how large the facilities and all of the convention, all the buildings filter off of the central spine. Um, we are Cologne Mesa Inc. We're based here in the Chicago market uh, to support all of North America. So we work with U.S. companies, Canadian companies, and companies from Mexico to support them to come to our fairgrounds in Germany and then also around the world, wherever we have trade shows for those market segments. We work in probably about 20 to 25 different market segments, operating about 80 plus trade shows annually around the world in multiple places. Or like in China, we also have the, the China International Hardware Fair. In Italy, we now have Hardware Forum for more specific territories. Um, and as you said, Spogagafa being our lawn and garden industry segment, I will say we have to get you back there, Dan, because we now have two exhibit halls wow. dedicated to just barbecue. Oh my, so I misspoke. Wow, that's, <laughs> that's impressive. Yes. Uh, um, I was impressed with one. I, can, I, I mean, and the things you find and see over there, like I said, it's, it's just, you know, if you're in the lawn and garden business and, and you want to look for ways to differentiate your product assortment, wow, what a great trip to make. And real quickly, a small plug um, for the city of Cologne. It, it is honestly, you know, not too many people I, I know of say, you know, I'd love to take a vacation to Europe and I want to go to Cologne, Germany. But I will tell you what, if you ask my wife, who's been there several times with me, um, it, it is probably one of our favorite places in Europe because it is a because of the, the, the Colmessa and the trade show, most everybody speaks English. Everybody is so happy to have have that 
trade show business there that the restaurants, the cab drivers, everybody is just like over the top welcoming and nice. And not to mention the history in that city it is a beautiful city. So that's my, that's my Cologne visitors and convention bureau spiel. But it, it's, uh, you could pick worse places to go for a business trip for sure. True. And, and I think part of that is why our events are successful. I think part of it, when you say talking about Colomesa, where it physically sits in Northwest Rheinfeld and kind of the Northwest of Frankfurt is very centrally located. It's very ease of access for folks coming from around Europe. It's about three hours on the high speed train from Paris, about three and a half hours from Amsterdam, 45 minutes from Frankfurt. Uh, so it's extremely easy for people to converge on our facility. Uh, and it's what we do to give you an example at the last Eisenman um, Vanessa, we had over 143 different nations mm-hmm. attend the show. Um, that is truly a global event. Um, there's, you're not leaving too many stones unturned when you look at a, a, an event of that size. Um, one of the other things that we would talk about is also the size of just the events. So typically the show will see about 2,700 exhibitors. This year, going into 21, we're still looking at about 2,000 exhibitors coming up to the show, and that's what takes, and then we'll utilize about half of our fairgrounds for the hardware fair. When you look at our lawn and garden show, it actually has less companies, about 2,000, but it takes all 11 buildings. Uh, due to patio furniture and those items, it's nice because they take a little bit larger space to display those products, um, but it, it gives you really a broad breadth and it's categorized. So you can work the show and say, I want grills. That's two buildings. I want patio furniture. That's these six buildings. I want working in the garden. That's over here. Similar with the hardware fair. If you want um, supply and sourcing, it's a building. If you want um, power tools, it's a building. If you want DIY and accessories, that's a building. So we are capable. We're very set up to to accessorize and to um, segment the show. Well, let's talk about that for a second, because, um, you know, as I mentioned, I I certainly see Americans over at the uh, Americans, Canadians over at the show. But what are, you know, some of our listeners right now are thinking, well, what, what, you know, I go to a lot of shows and we have a lot of great shows uh, for, for retailers to go to. Why is it that I should attend something like the hardware fair? Uh, What, what can I expect to see there? What can I expect to kind of get out of it? And is it really a show that is all, that is built to uh, provide um, value for, for North American retailers or, or exhibitors as well? Yes, yes, and yes. Um, <laughs> all right, moving on. <laughs> yeah, there you go, done. Um, no, if you're looking from a buy side as a supplying event, so whether you're a true value dealer, a do it best dealer, you're part of one of a cooperative network, you can feed into giving input to those buyers because those uh, those companies do all attend themselves looking for items to bring back into their distribution systems. So you can kind of influence what you want to see because what works in your market. Um, to many of these companies due to global distribution channels, you don't have to buy a container load of anything anymore. Right. You can buy, let's say, outside of your system and buy a box, two boxes. You can buy a pallet. Um, we have connections with local freight forwarders that you can actually consolidate out of Amsterdam. You can buy from whatever number of European vendors, have it all shipped into to the Amsterdam or Rotterdam area. They will work with you to consolidate the pallet and then ship an LTL shipment or less than container, or it's LT, but it's less than container load, and they will ship you a pallet 
that has been consolidated for you back to, for, you know, from Europe to the US. And so it makes it very attainable for a company of any size, I think, to do that. And they work with you whether you need two weeks, you need a month to consolidate as you kind of continue to make purchases and filter out what items you're going to put onto this skid or multiple skids that you might bring home. I think the other advantage for buyers is that a lot of these companies are not in the US. So you can truly find unique brands, unique products, and things to differentiate yourself from your competitive set. Um, and there's plenty of price points from ultra premium to very cost effective and very, um, and just, you know, for so you have price points for all clients at all levels and for all kinds of markets. And with having over 2,000 to 2,500 hardware and DIY vendors, it's an assortment that we don't get to see here in the United States. Yeah, dedicated yeah. to a product or in Lord and Garden, where I have over 2000 exhibitors just in Lord and Garden, two exhibit halls just in barbecues. Again, it's an assortment and array that we don't get to see being displayed here in the United States. So it gives you, I think, those types of opportunities. When you're talking from the exhibit side, uh, we live in a global world now. Um, hey, you know, when one market's down, the next market is up. So being able to leverage that and see where else there are market opportunities out there. Um, and yes, made in America does mean something for companies that have American made product. If your product is import is manufactured somewhere else, but it's still that designed here, it has an appeal. People know we stand for quality. Our manufacturers provide high quality products, high value branding, um, and it resonates in many in many markets around the world. Yeah, and, and certainly uh, there's no shortage of American manufacturers who do exhibit at the show, so they see a value in it. And I think you brought up a good point mentioning that many of the wholesalers cooperatives have their buying teams attending the shows. So that kind of, if you're if you're a retailer, you know, I think that's kind of uh, uh, you know proof concept that if the wholesale buyers are going to the show, it's because they find things at the show. So you could find things as well. I think another thing that's worth mentioning at both the hardware fair and the Spogagafa is the times I've gone there, particularly things that are on the fashion side or, or design uh, uh, conscious side. If you take like lawn and garden and outdoor living or, or, or even things like that. What I, I always seem to find that it, it, it seems like Europe is a, a year or two ahead of what you're seeing in the U.S. And, and I distinctly remember like going to Spogagafa and in the barbecue area, they had some, they, they were showing a lot of these, for lack of a better word, it was like these campfire cooking kits where they were like the three rods that would, you know, you hang a chain and there's a pot or a cooker below it. And I was like, wow, these are so cool. And there were, there were 10 different companies that like had these. And, and I thought this is such a kind of a cool concept. And now you're starting to see that in the U.S., that these are kind of starting to catch on. And so if you, you know, I, I guess I would call it trend spotting. If you want to see what some of the next hot trends that are coming to the U.S., these shows are great for that as well. Well, I would add, I mean, if you think about the concept of LED lighting. Yeah. The LED light bulb has already been passe and so overdone in Europe for probably yeah. a decade already. I think we're finally there in America. 
yeah. that now it's just, it's an assumption that everything's LED. Um, but it, that's only within maybe the last 12 to 24 months that I think we finally have made that transition where they've been doing it for a decade. The yeah. concept, of the, the push on sustainability or in other market segments like upcycling, how do we take what was old and make it new again? You know, it's kind of like almost like that rental end of the business. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, the manufacturers, yes, they want us to own every piece of equipment possible. But in the same breath, do we need every piece of equipment? Can we rent it? Can we rent a more professional machine for the project that I need? But I only need to do it once every five years. Sure. Sure. And and those are the kind of things that when I go to the shows, because again, like I said, I get to a lot of shows that I think are distinctly unique to the show there is I'm seeing concepts and products that I that I typically don't see because the other shows are certainly dedicated to, uh, you know, we want to give product and supply to U.S. and Canadian uh, companies that their customers are aware of and that they're selling. But it's you're really getting a glimpse at a little bit of different market. Um, let, let's talk for a second about, you know, this last year, I, I had my plane tickets booked. We were all set to go. But as we know, this year just kind of uh, uh, took a left turn and then another left turn and then a right turn and all that kind of stuff. Tell us a little bit about kind of how it played out for the for, for the events at Colmesa this year. And then lead us a little bit into 2021. We're going full steam ahead, it sounds like. So, so, so maybe talk us up to the current date. Correct. Um, well, the history, yes, Colomessa, along with the trade fairs organizers around the world, we all stopped doing trade shows. Um, right. By just de facto choice for the health and well-being of everybody. We don't have a choice. We, we, we Mother Nature won. Uh, we're right. going along with her. But since that last spring, and as we've seen through the summer, we actually have returned to the trade show business. Um, particularly if anyone looks to uh, videos from Asia, the Chinese have returned the trade shows, very large trade shows, operating with their COVID guidelines to how to keep people safe. Uh, Colomesa has actually organized and run events in China. We have returned to events in Thailand. Um, and then particularly mainly in Europe, this early fall or late winter, or late summer in September, Germany had returned the trade shows. Um, in general, Europe, they've had over 40 or 50 different trade shows from different organizers. There was one in early September, just north of us in a sister town called Dusseldorf, <laughs> where it is an event that is open to the public, where in five days, they brought through over 106,000 people. No outbreaks, not an epicenter, not a super spreader event. It was just, thank God, a trade show. New right. rules new protocols, and it was a trade show. Uh, the other thing that Germany has done in general is the federal government has deemed trade shows essential to their economy and essential to their country, and particularly business travel is also essential to their economy. So they have parsed out from most of the things you see on TV and the news, the trade show industry and business travel is has separate regulations for them. In general, when you tr- if you have an exhibit booth, a visitor ticket and you show that you're coming, you can travel to Germany with no quarantine period with a negative COVID test. So you need to have a COVID test taken 48 hours before arrival. You show it upon entry, you show it as you check into your hotel, no less than 48 hours old in that test. And you're now good for five days in Germany to do business. So that's where, and that's different than if you just said, hey, honey, let's go for a holiday. Yeah. 
it, it's, it's a an essential business purpose right. for being there. It's not just let's go drink beer. Yeah, correct. So that's that's a very key point of difference to the regulations. Yes, currently within the last week, a lot of European countries, the UK. Germany, parts of Italy, Spain, I'm told, um, I think even parts of France, they've gone back down to very strict lockdowns. Uh, Germany right now has gone back to closing everything except for schools, grocery stores, and hair salons. Okay. Well. <laughs> um, and now they're essential businesses, but those are the three that they somehow called out that are allowed to stay open and operate as normal. The rest of the rest of businesses are currently back under lockdown as they are going through this kind of current upward spiral. But that will end at the end of at the end of the month. By November thirtieth yeah. is when that ends. They do update their policies every two weeks, so you can kind of plan. Um, our expectation, as we watched what happened into the spring, into the summer, we kind of went up this hill, and right now we're definitely heading up a very steep hill of sad news. My personal expectation is we will see as we come into December and January, we'll start coming back down the other side of this hill and we'll kind of going back to the openings. Well, one of the things that, and, and, and without getting into all the, the, the details, but you and I were talking a few days ago and you were going over, you know, kind of point by point with me, the precautions uh, that are being taken to ensure that these kind of events are safe. And I left that you know, and I've talked to several people kind of about it since then, that this is no joke. I mean, you guys are taking it very seriously in terms of how you keep people safe from obviously mask mandates to you've created uh, specifications for how many people are allowed in any booth, given the size of the booth. You've created kind of waiting areas where people can wait to enter a booth without being with, with while maintaining social distancing uh, for speeches and demonstration areas. You've created so appropriately social distanced uh, uh, audience areas. And, and, and again, it's, you know, not to fall back on the, on the kind of archetype, but it's, it seems like very, like it's done with that German precision of we've addressed every detail of, of how to make sure that we could have a show while keeping people very well protected. Agreed. Thank you. I mean, I, we it's called Be Safe for Business. Um, you can find the information on any of our websites, whether it's our corporate Colomesa website, Spogagafa, Eisenman Mesa, all of the websites have links to this information where if you want to go through the details. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's a coordinated effort in Germany. So all of the fair companies and in their individual states are following general guidelines, and then they implement them as needed for their specific regions and, what ha- and what's happening in their specific area. Um, and yeah, things is it's simple hand you know mandatory disinfecting mandatory um, hand sanitizer in every booth mandatory face masks if you can't keep distances having plexi shields between you and your guests and when you're sitting at a table or if you can keep 1.5 meters about six feet from nose to nose hey you don't need the mask so it's trying to find the balance of normalcy combined with individual safety um, those are how we're trying to balance things. And we, yes, we still serve beer. <laughs> drink in the booth. How you might get your beer maybe has changed a little bit. Things like self-service where you used to might have just like a candy dish sitting out or a right. buffet sitting in a booth because the Europeans do like to, to entertain in their stands. That now will all be done by waiter service and served. But we still um, 
they're still Europeans. They want their coffee. We will have our beer. We will enjoy time together and we will still conduct good business. Um, and the protocols, as we've seen, because of the trade shows have worked in our region, as we say, as we pointed to other ones that have happened, the protocols seem to work. Um, yeah. And fortunately, also for Eisenland Mesa, Cologne Mesa is on pace to have at least three trade shows before we even get to Eisenland Mesa. So a lot of these protocols and technical uh, systems will have a chance to we'll say work out the processes and, and improve on how they, and how they affect and, and, and work for everybody. Uh, so let's talk about that for a second. What are the, we should address this earlier, but what are the show dates as we're looking at 2021? So when we're looking at eyes von Mesta, the show will open on February 21 to 24. Okay. February 21st. Through Sunday, 24. Monday, Tuesday. Okay. Wednesday. There we go. Learn the count. Yeah. Um, and then our lawn and garden show has shifted for many people. Uh, that's important to kind of, if you want to bookmark it, thinking, hey, maybe that's a better time or I'm interested in that product category for my right. store. That show had traditionally been in the fall. Now it right. is moved to a new time slot. It will be May 30th through June 1. Again, right. Sunday, Monday, Tuesday. In 2022, it will move to later June. Okay. So All right. This year happens to be on um, Memorial Day weekend, where we switch Labor Day weekend for Memorial Day weekend. But in 2022, it'll move two to three weeks later to mid to end of June. So we no longer sit on any of at least of our American holidays to maybe make it a little easier for travel for individuals. Um, but that's a, a big, a big shift for the show itself because it's changing seasons of where it traditionally has sat. Yeah, and and I will tell you, having been to the show before. Um, the weather in in in, in Cologne, it, typically it was around the Labor Day, but but now you're shifting, like you said, more to a Memorial Day. The weather that time of year is just about perfect. Um, so yes. you can take walks along the river, go visit the the cathedral, and do all that kind of stuff. In addition to getting to go to the show, and and it, it, you know, with the with the earlier the the hardware fair beginning in 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 late February, you know, that's going to be right around the one year mark. Uh, for for just about any major trade show being held, uh, you know, because I believe uh, late February, mid March, maybe in the U.S. and Canada were the last of the live events. So, if you've been sitting around for a year and you, and you're ready to uh, to to kind of get out and explore things and and combine it with a with a trip to a great city. Um, you know, you could certainly uh, 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 um, do yourself a favor and take a look at what these shows have to offer. It's a great way to to, to break free from the uh, kind of being in the office and being at home. And, and it's also a real good time for uh, uh, for hardware store, home center, lumberyard owners. Business is probably a little bit going to be a little bit slower that time of year, so maybe a good time to get away. Darren, uh, last question: Where can people go to learn more about these shows and and just kind of get the lay of the land and and and, and kind of take a look at some of the things you've been talking about? Sure. So there's both of the show websites. So okay. one is hardwarefair.com. Okay. That'll take you to the show. It'll change its name to eisenvonwehrmesse.com, but I will not ask anyone to spell it. And I, I won't want to spell it over our, over our conversation here. Hardwarefair.com will get you there for the hardware show. And then spogagafa.com. And that's website. S-P-O-G-A-G-A-F-A, correct? Yep, dot com. Okay. Um, okay. Additionally... More than glad. You can always find me here in Chicago. My information's out there. You can find Cologne Mesa 
We're ColomasAndNaphtha.com. You'll find my personal contact information. Feel free to call me. I love talking, so I'm glad to take you through all of the details. If you'd like to even hear more about what our BeSafe program is, what are some of the technologies that we're going to implement there. Uh, if you want to learn more about the particulars of the different product segments, we have pictures, I have videos. I'm more than glad to spend time one-on-one -on -one or in any kind of group settings uh, to just explain the offerings that we have. And so that way you can put it into your agendas. And Darren, is there still time if someone's interested from the exhibitor standpoint to, to, to try and get in or is that window closed? I'm more than glad to help anyone all the way up to <laughs> the moment the show opens. Um, like trade shows or like all of your stores, you can always find a screw somewhere that was left on the shelf that you still could sell. Trade shows, are not, you have space. We own the buildings. We have space. Right. Um, so I'm sure we can find you space somewhere um, to make that happen. Personally, yes, it does take a few weeks or a few months to make sure that you're organized, right. tickets and stuff. But yes, you can you can move very, very quickly to get on board for these shows. So if you say, hey, I want to wait till after the new year. Let's see how this the dust is settling. Then I want to make my decision 60 days before the show. That is still perfect to get an airline ticket, get a hotel room. You don't need travel visas, you know, shipping product bringing the product with you. Um, buyers, again, you can make your list. You can kind of plan who you're going to visit. Even then, if you were going to make appointments, it's still probably early. It's 60 days out anyway. So I think it'll be very flexible. Um, from all the indications we see from traveling, Lufthansa and United being two of the more major airlines with flights because they also have an alliance, they're in the process of adding flights back in as they move through the new year period. So you'll see increased flight capacity. American and Delta are flying. All these airlines are coming out with COVID-safe travel policies and testing before you get on planes that they're providing. Um, so I think things will just make it, well, everyone's working to removing the barriers to allow us to continue to do business or get back to business or and move forward. Well, let's hope that, you know, all the predictions come true and we have some medical relief going into the end of the year with, with, with hopefully maybe some sort of uh, uh, vaccine uh, that, that would probably, if we could drive to that, would probably make everybody a lot more confident uh, about uh, attending shows and travel. But even if that doesn't happen, the, the precautions, again, I'd encourage you to take a look at it because, because they have definitely taken this very seriously. Uh, Darren, thank you so much for coming on and talking to us about this. We are all excited and, and raring to go and get back to business as normal and business as usual. So I certainly hope to see you in Cologne uh, in 2021. Well, thank you for your time. And I really appreciate being here and speaking with your, with your members. And I look forward to welcoming them in, in Germany. Thanks very much, Darren. Take care.